who's training for a specific event or is an athlete in a specific sport, they train in a very specific way. They increase their strength, they increase their reps um, in a safe and effective manner so that when they're ready, so for when you're ready to deliver, you're peaking, like you are peak on the day of your event. And if you don't follow a progression model like we put together, there's no, you know, that there's no guarantee that you'll peak at the top. You just, you're not to say you won't be in great shape. Um, and then you, you didn't stay active during pregnancy. You might just not be at your strongest point. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy. Ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. Hey, hey, mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Today, it's just Carrie and myself. Hey, hey, mamas. Just, just us today. Um, but hey, it was almost Carter, and almost Carter. It was almost Carter. It could have Carter could have been our guest. That actually is a really funny concept. Maybe we'll we'll do that with interviewing a toddler. It would be worth a shot. It would be worth a shot and very entertaining. I would listen to it. I think there'd be some fun, (laughs) fun little bits of information. I don't know. Maybe we should, you know, ask the audience see what they would say. (laughs) Sure. Um, (laughs) but today we are talking about a topic that we feel pretty strongly about wouldn't you say I I would definitely say that's a very accurate statement (laughs) and that is why big box fitness programs usually are not the best for training during pregnancy now hear us out We aren't saying that they are not great for training. You know, there's a lot out there that have, you know, wonderful exercise regimens and, you know, we even like them. But when it comes to pregnancy specifically, they tend to not be the right approach and fit. And today we're going to tell you why that is. And I'm just going to kind of start it off. The first reason is because they are not usually specific for pregnancy. And if you've been following us for a while, then you know that training for pregnancy should be very specific. One thing that we always talk about is and and relate it to is preparing and running for a marathon. If you are preparing for a marathon, chances are you're not just going to do strength training, you know, that entire preparation, right? We would hope that you would, you know, put in the miles and run and prepare for it so that when you get to the marathon, you can actually finish the marathon um, and do the best you possibly can. And that's exactly how training for pregnancy should be and what the science is saying, too. So, Carrie, why don't you kind of go into a little bit more detail about that and talk about why being specific is super important and why we don't see that in a lot of these big box fitness programs. Yeah. So, you know, just like you're saying, we, we love the big box workout programs because I mean, they have a lot of benefits. Let's be serious because they are so, so big, they have big budgets, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, fancy lighting, cool music, you get the group, like the, you know, boutique fitness feel at home, which I understand that that is a huge part the problem with that, though, is because because they are so such a big concept and they 
their their whole idea is to get as many members as possible. They're not being specific. They can keep the cost really low. So I know that's it could be a perceived benefit, but you get these, you know, you get as many people as possible into these programs at a very low cost. When you do that, you can't really be specific. You you honestly, just like what you said, Bailey, it's a bunch of workouts, great workouts, but there's no model to them. It's basically like, let's do shoulders and abs or, I mean, it's, it's very, you know, very specific, very, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say like, you know, we, and fitness companies know how to do this. They market toward trends and terms that people want to hear. So they, they gear their workouts toward that. So instead of thinking about the body as a whole, especially during pregnancy, they just do these little niche, you know, really catchy workouts that, you know, not to say they're bad workouts. They just, like you were saying, they don't target the goal you're trying to achieve, um, which is the Mm -hmm. biggest difference. So, you know, where, where they're just getting as many people as possible. Our goal is now don't get us wrong. We want to reach as many moms as possible because we think this information is so imperative. And so it's, it's completely different than what the thought process used to be. So it's important to us, but the difference in our program is instead of just coming up with as many workouts as possible to keep it, you know, like they, they pretty much do that to keep the hype factor up. Right. They just want Mm -hmm. like, let's keep it hype. Let's keep it new. Let's keep it different. You can totally do that, but they don't do it into progression model, which is what we do. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of talk through, um, Bailey kind of touched on it, but what we do in our program, we actually do this in all of our programs, not just pregnancy, but also our fit mom and 30 program, which is the 30 minute workouts. We are constantly every month coming up with a workout calendar, one to keep you on track, but two, so that we know, all right, last month we did this move and we figure out what, what is the next progression of that move? So, you know, if you're doing a deadlift, it might be a one-legged dead, like you, you're always progression. We're always thinking about progression. So especially in terms of pregnancy, we aren't just looking at what workouts are pregnancy safe? You know, that's important. Don't get us wrong. Safety is important. Um, but we're not in the, we're, we're not thinking like, all right, you're cleared at six weeks and now let's just put all of these pregnancy safe, or I'm sorry, these pregnancy safe workouts together. Um, when your doctor says it's time, you're, you're cleared to work out and you can do so. Um, we break it up into two stages or to three stages. And it's a, it's a progression model, which is what Bailey said. It's what athletes follow. Anyone who's training for a specific event or is an athlete in a specific sport, they train in a very specific way. They increase their strength. They increase their reps um, in a safe and effective manner so that when they're ready, so for when you're ready to deliver, you're peaking, like you are peak on the day of your event. And if you don't follow a progression model like we put together, there's no, you know, that there's no guarantee that you'll peak at the top. You just, you're not to say you won't be in great shape. Um, and then you, you didn't stay active during pregnancy, you might just not be at your strongest point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we look at labor, delivery, birth, and even postpartum recovery as true athletic events. And I think that's our biggest difference from a lot of these big box fitness programs that, you know, cater to pre and postnatal women is that we're looking at as an athletic event and we're training you specifically for that event. Whereas a lot of these programs, yeah, they're, you know, taking you through a workout and they might be pregnancy safe, but they're not specific and they're not training you for that event. So it's kind of like, you know, it's great for, you know, cardiovascular health and your health in general. But if you can train for something that you're about to go through specifically to have the best outcome, why wouldn't you? Exactly. And focus on strength training. 
You know, like that's what mm-hmm. our, all our entire program is based on strength training because, you know, it's, you, you need the strength, you need the stamina one to make it through labor and delivery, but two, to take care of your child, your growing child, your very mm-hmm. quickly growing child. Yeah. Um, it only stays like seven pounds in you know, two <laughs> ounces for, <laughs> for about a week, you know, a couple about, yeah, about a week or so. And then they just continue to get bigger. Yeah. So that's, you yes. know, and like yoga and walking are great. As we, Bailey and I talk about this all the time. It's, they're great and they're totally things you can include, but it shouldn't be the focus. You should focus on what is my progression model? Where is my time really going to be concentrated on? And then what fun activities can I throw in that I enjoy mm-hmm. outside of um, strength training and resistance training? Yeah. And I would even add that, like, I think to one of the biggest differences and one of the things that I kind of just like cringe at when I see some of these programs is that they're just workout libraries. So you just log in and it's just a bunch of different workouts and you're not, so it's not guiding you properly like it should be guiding you. And so some people, you know, you, you, especially with these programs, you find an, an instructor you really like, you find a class you really like, and you might just be doing that one over and over and over again and just doing your favorite workouts over and over again, you know, your favorite one or two or three, that's not training you like it could, you know, to really build your strength to take on the most athletic event, which is labor and delivery. And we talk about this all the time is that, you know, in pregnancy, you are, you know, gaining weight, obviously, like you should, that's, you know, super important for both, you know, the health of you and the baby. Um, So if you're not training the muscles specifically for that athletic event, and then you're just getting weaker and you don't want to be at your heaviest and at your weakest during pregnancy and labor and delivery, because it's just, it can make it a lot more difficult for you. Right. For sure. Yeah. And that's just like you said, that's why not that these workout, you know, I, I understand why everyone wants lots of options to work out. But, you know, if you're not trained in it and you don't have, you know, you and I are certified trainers, there is, we always say this, but there's a method to our madness. Like when we're sitting down and thinking about, all right, this was the workout for Monday. What should Tuesday's workout be? We don't just pull ideas out of the sky like, oh, that would be like a fun, great shoulder move. There's a lot of thought process that goes into, all right, workout one is very specific. And then the next workout, we're going to take those moves and we're going to increase, whether it's resistance, whether it's reps, um, whether we're going to decrease the time in between reps. There's very strategic things we think about um, that you just can't get from a database of library. It's very library. Yes. Did I say that? Library database. <laughs> yeah, like library the same words. Workout library. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. And I think it's important to note too that we are talking about uncomplicated pregnancies that has clearance, you know, to exercise from your physician because we know good and well that there are many, you know, everyone's pregnancy experience is different. And we know that, you know, some women have, you know, things that don't allow them to exercise. And that's a whole other different story. We're not talking about you know, those types of pregnancies. Um, and yes, some movement is always better than no movement. But if you do feel well during your pregnancy, then we would hope that, you know, hopefully you can find a program that is going to train you and train you effectively. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that, throw that in there. No, that's, that's so important. Um, well, oh, the, and the other difference that we like to talk about all the time, time is we don't even, well, ours is very specific, but it's not specific by trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And 
that's something that I always see. And I'm always like, oh, that's not proper. You know, it's, it's like yes. another cringe. And, and the reason is, is because pre- exactly kind of what I mentioned is that pre- all pregnancies are different. All fitness levels are different. So just because, you know, you have two people who are both in their second trimester doesn't mean that they have the same fitness capabilities. Um, it doesn't mean that they have the same you know, just pregnancy in general. And so you shouldn't be training the same as someone else. A lot of these big box fitness programs are, you know, only giving you one workout and that's all you have to go by. And really it should be more personalized than that. And in our program, that's why we do it by stages. And we start with the foundation stage first. Everyone, regardless of fitness level, starts there. Now, some might stay in the foundation stage longer and we give you all those tools that you need to identify Am I ready to move on to the strength stage or do I need to stay in the foundation stage a little longer? Um, Some people might get through the foundation stage really quickly and go into the strength stage. And then same where, you know, they're into birth prep and doing birth prep and strength. It should be customized because of that reason. Everyone is different. And while, yes, you do have to modify you know, as your belly starts to grow, there are specific workouts that you do have to modify. And sometimes that can be based on by trimester, because obviously, in your third trimester, your, you know, belly is typically (laughs) bigger than it was in in the the way. (laughs) Yeah, and obviously, the first, but it doesn't really make sense. And this is all from science too. you know, the research, this is not us just like saying this. Um, you should be training and like we've already said a million times, a progression model and doing it by trimester is putting everyone in the same box. And that's just not the case. And it's also important to note that a lot, I feel like a lot of people, um, and even I did, you know, several years ago, it's, you know, you, you think, you know, she was already way fit before pregnancy. So she should probably be in, you know, those level three workouts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the, it's not true because even if you are, fit, you've worked out every day in your life, these are different muscles. And that's what's so important is you have to train very specific muscles that you might not know anything about, you know, connecting your core and your breathing and working your entire pelvic floor. This isn't stuff that is, you know, it's just, it's not innate and it's not things that are talked about. So yeah, everyone knows how to do a, you know, you can, you can Google how to do a bicep curl properly, but you can't necessarily Google and figure out, all right, so now I'm going to be going into labor and delivery, how do I use my pelvic floor to actually push efficiently? Mm -hmm. These are just things that, you know, even if you're, you are, you know, fit and you've been fit every day of your life, you don't necessarily know you have to start at the basics. You have to start at that foundation and build upon Mm -hmm. it. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I've been teaching bar for years. I was, you know, a gymnast and I've, you know, had been able to be active pretty much my whole you know, life essentially. And I didn't know how to, you know, contract and relax my pelvic floor properly. And I, you know, went through the foundation stage and it was, you know, I learned a lot through the foundation stage and even just going through, you know, the training and the process. Um, So there's definitely stuff that just is not talked about. And, you know, the woman's body is amazing. And yes, you know, there are those women that can just fly through pregnancy without exercising and, you know, have amazing birth birthing experiences. But if you can prepare for it, why not? It's like, it's just going to be a better outcome. So even if you are one of those lucky women, um, you know, I would rather be prepared than not be prepared is how I look at it. Agreed. 
Um, and one thing, you know, that we haven't really touched on that we find isn't included in these kind of big box pregnancy, prenatal nutrition um, exercise programs is postpartum healing. And if they do touch on postpartum, it's usually not the correct way to go about it. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's, I, I feel like that's one of the, that's one of the biggest misconceptions for sure, because we, you know, you go to this, everyone has this six week or eight week, if you had a C-section, these marks where, all right, I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm going to be cleared to work out and I'm going to get going. And there's one thing about being cleared to work out and being evaluated. That's like, I feel like that's the biggest, you know, OBs, they just want to make sure that, okay, you know, the bleeding is under control. Everything looks intact. Let's go with that term because, but that's all you see. You don't think about the healing that hasn't had time to take place. You know, we do another analogy we love to use is, you know, if you go through a major surgery, you go to several post-op appointments, probably one or two, you know, six to eight weeks out. And then from there, you go to PT that teach you one, how to recover first. Most importantly, let's recover the injury and then let's gradually work our way back. I feel like with pregnancy, nobody does that. Everyone mm -hmm. thinks, all right, it's, it's six weeks. It's a time limit. I'm recovered at six weeks. And it's, no, you're not. Your body just went through a major, major event. Your pelvic, whether you had a C-section or a vaginal delivery, your pelvic floor has been it's a trauma. pushed upon. <laughs> it's trauma for the last nine months from all the increasing weight. And then through the act of labor, that your core has not, I mean, your, your abs separate, everyone's abs separate um, so that your uterus can expand, the baby can expand. So bringing that all back together, if you would just say, all right, I'm cleared at six weeks, let's start doing these workouts that are on this lovely database. Like, let's pick this one. This is great. There's no progression model. You haven't recovered your body. We haven't rebuilt those muscles, recovered, and then started to progress forward. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, definitely. And you know what, Carrie, I think part of the reason, and this is for women who have vaginal births is that they can't see it on the inside. Exactly. What's happened. I mean, obviously if you have a C-section, you know how invasive that is. You, you have the scar, you can see it. And obviously it is going to take you a little bit longer to recover than someone who has a vaginal, um, birth. But I think for a lot of women who have vaginal births, they can't see what's happened on the inside. And I mean, obviously they might have a little bit of tearing, but that's all they see. And they, a lot of times, because it's not talked about, they don't, because they can't see it. They don't think of it as, oh, I need to heal this first before diving into X, Y, Z. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's almost like you don't, yeah, like you said, you can't see it and the pain might be gone. You might actually be healed from the pain, but your muscles have not fully recovered. They're not fully back together and they're weak. I mean, you, you have to understand that your muscles 100%, even if you strength train throughout your pregnancy, which is the only way to maintain your muscle mass and strength, you lose muscle mass when you're pregnant. There's no way around it. So I can, I can tell you that right it. now. Yes. Can't you? <laughs> oh, it's definitely. so true. There's, yes. there's just no, there's no way around it. That's the way your body's naturally supposed to be. Yes. You put on more fat, which is you, you need, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. You guys yeah. <laughs> don't take that as a, that's, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Some of the weight you gain is actually fat and that's a good thing. Um, but that's the, with that also comes loss of muscle mass. So this is a, it's a recovery process and we have to start treating it like a recovery process instead of a let's bounce back. Mm -hmm. This is over. Let's bounce back. And I think you see that a lot in a lot of these big box programs, right. That are geared towards pregnant and postpartum women, women is let's bounce back. Let's get our body back. And we're saying, no, stop, hold, 
pause. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's heal first. And there are specific things that you can do, you know, right after you give birth um, to help bring your core, you know, together to help strengthen your pelvic floor. Um, And, you know, if you follow us, you know, we talk about that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously that's in our program, but it's let's heal first and then let's make it a gradual progression from there. You know, a lot of it, a lot of what I see and what we see is women will give birth, they're cleared from their doctor and then they are in, when they're cleared, they go way too hard on exercise because a lot of the times they're super motivated, you know, to get back, um, to a certain look or, you know, to lose the baby weight. And that is just doing so much harm to the core, the pelvic floor and can lead to a lot of issues later on. So that's why we are saying it's super important for you to find a program that is one backed by research and science and is following all the guidelines. I think that's the most important thing, right? Is to, to, to make sure that it's, you know, the appropriate approach um, versus just doing something because it's called pre and postnatal because they're well known. Exactly. Or because of the before and after photos. Uh-huh. I think that's what we, and I know I, we, you know, we are, we are a business. We understand how things work, but that's a marketing ploy. When you see a program that has just got a bunch of before and afters and it's all external physical changes, you know, that's not what they're focused on. They're focused on bounce back. Mm-hmm. Let's bounce back. And I totally get that. I, you know, I have a four and a six year old and I understand that once you have children and you want to get back, you want to get back so badly, you want to feel like that sense of just self again, but that you have to understand that this is, you know, there's time for that. There's so much time for that. Um, it's just, I know it's hard to get in your head, but yeah, focusing on those before and after pictures of, all right, here's my stomach and, you know, eight months postpartum, that's great, but how's it actually functioning? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you always say, function first. Yes. And, always. And I think you are a perfect example of this is, I mean, you did, you know, the belly photos and, um, you did like the side by side after, and you looked like, you know, your abs were back, you looked super strong, but you had a lot of like lower back pain issues because you didn't know because we weren't, you know, we hadn't gone through our training yet, how to really strengthen your pelvic floor, but it looked like you were super strong. And that's why those pictures that you see from a lot of, you know, fitness programs are deceiving. Very deceiving. Yes. I'm totally, I'm totally the person who was like, you know, that's, I mean, we, now we post to show like just because you look the part doesn't mean things underneath mm-hmm. are working. Yeah. I suffered from serious back pain, like debilitate, debilitate, debilitate. <laughs> I can't talk today. It's okay. Guys. Back pain that like it would lock up for days and there was no reason for it. You know, I didn't have any rig back issues that should be causing that the workouts I were, I was doing, it was just because my muscles, I didn't give my time, my body time to recover and work those muscles that you don't mm-hmm. think about working. I wasn't, I and wasn't I, doing And I that. would say too, even like, you know, just because you see porn afters and they look super strong, ask them what happens when they jump. <laughs> and incontinence. You don't know that from a picture, Seriously. you know, like, <laughs> No, no idea. Jump, hop, skip, whatever, laugh, sneeze. Um, yeah, because that's a whole nother, you know, I think we've talked about that on the podcast a little bit. That's a whole nother topic uh, for another day. But yeah, 
our point is just because you see a before and after and someone looks super strong doesn't mean that everything is functioning the way it should. So following a progression style model that does function or that does, see, I can't talk either, that does um, (laughs) promote proper healing first before, you know, that physical fitness aspect is super important. Agreed. And then that's, you know, as far as overall, that's all we have to say about that, right? <laughs> about big box. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it, it is. You know, we'll wrap up here in a bit. But I, I thought that, you know, before we wrap up, you know, one thing we always ask our guests is, you know, what is a messy mom moment, moment that you can remember? And I was just like, you know what, Carrie, I'm sure you have a lot especially this week we're in the Midwest we got all got like 12 inches of snow we're all you know inside like tell us why don't you all tell us about a messy mom moment that you've had recently there's there's so many like it's you almost it's not even like can you think of one it's like which one one do I want to talk about I think my um the best is so I have a Carter who we talked about at the beginning of the podcast he's four you know and for the most part you know, kids go to the bathroom by themselves, but not when they poop. <laughs> they need help. I don't think I knew that. So, actually. <laughs> oh, Bailey, just get ready. Yes. Like wh- by the time they're four, they're totally capable. But wiping on the other not hand, mm, it's huh. questionable. It's a questionable situation. Yeah. You would think, <laughs> you know, four to five, maybe that's a good zone Four, he just turned four. We're not quite there yet. So, you know, normally the afternoons, my six-year-old, she's at kindergarten my son, I usually, he takes about an hour of quiet time. So, you know, I get work done. That's when I always plan my calls. Um, and I don't remember who I was trying. I think it was like one of our, we were, we were a partnership call or something. Luckily, this woman was a mom. Luckily, because of what we do, <laughs> most of these people are understanding. But so I think he's taking quiet time. I'm on a call and I hear him at the top of his lungs. And, you know, it's not like you can, you can hear kind of everything when you're on those like AirPods. And I just hear him scream, mom, I pooped. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And you can hear it. She could hear it. The lady could hear it. She's cracking up. Um, so I have to excuse myself from my co- phone call for like two seconds to oh, go wipe gosh. him. I was like, out of all the times during the well, day, that's just you know, how it always out of all is. the times and all the things it is, that's, that's messy <laughs> mom life. You don't, you can't plan for it. You know, he wasn't going to sit on the toilet till the end no, of my phone call. He's not that So patient. it's just, it's one of things. No, he's <laughs> certainly not. So you just got to multitask and uh, just laugh about it and keep moving. Yeah. And like we've talked about so much <sighs> in these times right now too, especially you just have to, everyone is giving everyone a little bit of grace. And like I've said before, I think that's actually a good thing for us, right? Is just being a little bit more understanding and kind to one another during this time. And she got a good laugh out of it. So and just learn to laugh. I know. I think before, honestly, before kids, and obviously that wouldn't have happened before kids, but things like that before, I think would have just been like, I would have been so embarrassed. And now it's like, eh, it's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Add to the list. list. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm sure you'll have yeah, more. That's great. I had to pick. I have plenty. So yeah, we'll stop there <laughs> for today. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, because Bailey and I can talk on this topic for, <laughs> you know, hours, but we'll yes, spare you. Yes. <laughs> um, but the point is, you know, we are not trying to harp on fitness programs. Everyone has to find what mm-hmm. works for them. The point is, especially during pregnancy, ideally you pick a progression model, something that is going to better you, something that is strategically put together, has been 
you know, developed, like you said, backed by research and science, put together by trained professionals that show you how to move from, you know, pregnancy to postpartum to recovery and then get back into it in a safe and effective manner instead of just kind of picking and choosing your own mm-hmm. workouts. Um, it's just, it's just something you really, really need to do. And, you know, it's a specific event. Why, like Bailey said, why wouldn't you want to be the best you absolutely could be if you knew there was a program that could help you prepare to be whatever shape you're starting in, but be at your absolute best on day of delivery. I don't know why anyone Mm -hmm. would want that. Yeah, I agree. So just do your research, encourage you to do your research, really look into these programs. If you're serious about following one during pregnancy, do your research and really take a look at, you know, what are their methods? Where did they get their research? Where is their training coming from? Just the things we always tell everyone to look for. Um, especially during pregnancy, we know that is a sensitive time in life. You are growing a, mm-hmm. a human. So, you know, you, you have to be care. I mean, you're out, your body's out of constantly out of alignment. There's so many things that go on throughout pregnancy and you need a program that is specific to that time. Exactly. In your life. And I would even add to that. Like when you are doing your research, look at the types of what language are they using? Are they saying things like, you know, back to your baby way, you know, you know, pre baby Mm -hmm. body, you know, sexy core, like, if they're saying those types of things, you might want to rethink because those are all used for marketing terms. And you want things that are like, are going to heal you are going to strengthen you. And then maybe there's a little research article to back it up too. So I just a little something, something I wanted to add. (laughs) No, I agree. Even like even during pregnancy, I saw like, fat blasting pregnancy work. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you should no. be gaining fat during pregnancy. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, again, I mean, it's a tangent. I'm sorry. All right. Back on track. I promise. All right, mamas. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, we hope you got a lot from this podcast. Um, if you have questions, please reach out. Um, as you know, we obviously do have a pre and postnatal program um, that Bailey and I have put a lot of time and effort into just making sure it's perfect. That's exactly what we want it to be. So it's a course. It takes you from start to finish from the moment you find out you're pregnant all the way until several months postpartum. So you can absolutely look into that program. Or if you just have questions, reach out to us. We're always on Instagram. Um, you can find us on our website, fitmomand30.com. Um, just reach out. We want to educate mamas on the proper way to train for pregnancy and that postpartum period. So anything we can do to help, we are here for you. Um, and if you know another mama who, you know, would love to hear this or benefit from this, send them our way, yeah, yeah. send us, send her the podcast link. And if you love us as much as we love you, we would love a five-star review. Oh, I just brought oh, you, you did. Guys. I was like, that was, like, is that a See? rap? What was that? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going with it. <laughs> I liked it. I like the flow. Thank you. That's where we're going to end at the end, right? Yeah, of every well, that, podcast. We are not then. scripted, y'all. We have no script no. in front of us, so that was not planned. <laughs> we just talk. <laughs> Never is. <laughs> Nothing in this nope. life is. All right. Yes. Comment five star below. Review below below. <laughs> we'll you love you that. forever. See? <laughs> we'll love you forever. All right, mamas. Until next time, we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. You're fine. I've got to get someone out of the bedroom. Carter. Hi, Carter. <laughs> okay, go. You can go lay in your room. That would be a great place. Yes, buddy. I need 20 minutes.
Come on. Take your coffee cup and go. I'll be down in a second, okay? Don't come in here, okay? I'll come get you. It'll be 20 minutes. Alrighty? Bye. Love you. <laughs>